Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from Bangalore, India, Mr. Rajesh Nath. Rajesh, welcome to the show. Uh, Rajesh is the Managing Director of VDMA India. He has been awarded the Cross of the Order of Merit, which is the highest civilian award from the German president. So Rajesh, before we get into talking about VDMA, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Uh, it has been Ashutosh. Uh, actually, I was born in a small town. Uh, I was born in this small town called Naumundi. Mm -hmm. In uh, uh, which is in Jharkhand, actually. It's on the border of Jharkhand and Odisha. It was very interesting. My parents used to stay in Barbil that time, which was a very small iron ore uh, town, actually. And I remember my, my mother used to mention that there was no, uh, there was no uh, hospital in Barbil. Okay. So the nearest hospital was the Tata Hospital in Naumundi. Hmm. The distance was only about, I think, 40 kilometers. But uh, way back in the 60s, it took, uh, it took more than almost to reach that. Uh, so my earlier part, I then my father moved to Bukaro. So uh, we were in Bukaro. My earlier part uh, was in Bukaro. And then uh, a substantial part of my life I've spent in Kolkata, Ashutosh. Okay. And uh, then I went to Germany also. So I worked about uh, seven years in Germany. And uh, came back, came back to Kolkata. And now since the last uh, four years, we have been in uh, Wonderful. So let's talk about VDMA. You know, <clears throat> it's a German engineering federation. Tell me about what does the federation do in India? Right. So uh, Ashutosh, VDMA, the German engineering federation, we are the, in fact, we are the largest industrial association, mm -hmm. not only in Germany, but in whole of Europe approximately 3,550 European companies, hmm. predominantly German companies who are members of VDMA, having a combined turnover of about uh, 221 billion euros. Mm -hmm. uh, we cover almost 90% uh, of the German machinery and engineering hmm. industry. So this association is an old association, Ashutosh. It carries a, um, a huge legacy. It's been there for 130 years. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> we are headquartered in Frankfurt. And uh, uh, besides that, I think we are the only German industrial association having well-established offices in the BRIC countries. Mm -hmm. So what we do primarily is try to help and support the uh, members, which are the German or European manufacturers, mm -hmm. in their journey in foreign markets, and especially BRIC countries where we found they require some handholding, which is more challenging than doing business in the developed countries. Mm. So, and that's what we do in India, for example, our members, we try to help and support our members. Mm. We are like the first point of contact for our members wanting to do business in India or wanting to come to India. Oh, wonderful. And you focus on engineering, but are there similar German federations for other industries also? Yes. Um, in fact, interestingly, Germ Germany is a country of associations and federations. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of federations uh, in Germany. For example, there's a very famous federation, which is uh, uh, Verband Deutsche Automobile. Like VDMA, they are VDA. Mm -hmm. That is the Automobile Association. Mm -hmm. 
We also have an association which is for the electrical and electronic goods. Mm. So, yes, there are a lot of uh, association, but um, covering, I think perhaps we are the only association which covers the complete gamut of the engineering sector. So, we have 36 verticals under VDMA, as diverse as agriculture, machinery, construction equipment, machine tool, plastic processing, food processing, packaging. Mm. Right up to woodworking machines. That way we are somewhat unique. Yeah. Fantastic. And then the other question I had was that every embassy has their own commercial department. Yes. How do you uh, defer or how do you work with uh, the, the political uh, yes. establishment as well? So in a way, uh, we work very closely with the embassy or the consulates, German consulates. We are, in a way, you could say, sort of an extended arm uh, when it goes to industrial uh, industrial or industrial activities. Mm -hmm. um, so that way we are well connected with the Indian industry, for example, of course, our members as it is. Mm -hmm. we, are, we also maintain a close network with the German consulate, German embassy. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I was just there uh, last Saturday together with the German embassy in Mumbai. Mm -hmm. Done. There was a delegation from one of the state governments of Germany. We did a very nice, uh, a nice workshop on uh, skilling, skill development, which we had uh, moderated also this workshop. That way, we work very closely with the with the embassy and the consulates also. So, moving forward, what, in your opinion, are some of the major opportunities uh, and challenges that German companies have in our country? Very good question. I think uh, opportunities are immense. Let's, let me start with the opportunities. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, India is the fastest growing nation. Uh, we've, we are expected to do a GDP or have a GDP growth of about 65 6.8% in this financial year. Yeah. For next financial year also, a GDP growth of about 6%. Hmm. So at the moment, we are by far the fastest growing nation. And... Um, uh, there is a lot of opportunity. The present, uh, for example, the bilateral trade mm. is roughly around 24 to 25 billion euros. Mm. I think this has potential to grow in the next years. And I think itself in 22, probably we are expecting a growth of about uh, almost uh, 12 to 15 percent. Um, so opportunities are immense for the German companies. And especially, Ashutosh, what we have seen is after the pandemic, there is a new, uh, the, there is renewed interest of the German companies as an alternative to China or this China plus one mm. that is really uh, working for India. Uh, for example, uh, we find now uh, in the last few years, the German companies are substantially increasing their sourcing from India mm -hmm. because they have seen these supply chain disruptions that have happened. Mm. They are more keen to source from India now. Mm. Also, a very clear trend, Ashutosh, the companies who are already manufacturing in India, they want to expand their footprint, increase the manufacturing. Mm. Those who are at the moment perhaps just doing assembly, sales and assembly, they are looking to step into manufacturing. Mm. I think there is a lot of interest of the German companies presently mm. and so increase their engagement with India. Mm. Of course, there are a few challenges. Land, for example, land costs are pretty high in India. Land, a clear deed is not so easy. Mm. 
doing business, India has progressed very well on ease of doing business. But there are still on the on the ground level, there are still some bottlenecks that need to be cleared. Mm. And then, of course, the other point is um, quality. Mm. India is improving in quality, but I think still there is a lot we can do on improving the quality of the products. Mm. But I think this is a good step as more and more European or foreign companies come into India. Mm pay more stress on this quality factor and overall it helps in the development of the Indian industry. That's said. And have uh, the opportunities um, on and the ease of doing business, etc., have they changed over the last two decades? Yes. Uh, again, a very interesting remark from your side, Ashutosh. Um, I remember when I started my journey with uh, VDMA, Ashutosh, almost 23 years now I've been with VDMA. So when I used to go to um, Germany, that time the, uh, the export of German machinery to India was about roughly around 600 million euros per year. So when I used to go to uh, speak with our members about India, mm. the question was why India, what is the interest in India? Mm. Now over the period of the last two decades, uh, Ashutosh Opera, more I would say the last decade, mm. No more why India, hmm. but it is where in India, where can we start a business in India, which is a good city to start in India. So the whole perception of India has changed considerably in these last two decades. Hmm. It is also substantiated by figures, Ashutosh, whereas I mentioned 23 years back when I started, the export of German equipment to India was just about 600 million, hmm. almost 3,700 uh, 3, million. So that means in the last two decades, this has increased by six folds. Mm. That is where there has been a small bit of contribution from our association also. Mm. India as a market, as a destination for the German manufacturers mm. and increasing the bilateral trade in the engineering sector. Interesting. And uh, you said that now a lot of German companies are saying not why, but where and when. Uh, what are the advantages that Germany sees when it comes to India? Um, biggest um, advantage is actually, if you look back to the history, um, it is it is a sort of both Germany and India. We are part of the Aryan culture, uh, the Indo-Germanish culture, what we say. Mm -hmm. Where there is a comfort feel, language is not an issue. I think this is one of the biggest uh, uh, when doing business with India. The way comfortable uh, Indians speak good English generally for them to converse, whereas in with some of our neighboring countries, that is an issue. Mm. It becomes a barrier. You need to have a, a translator always there. Uh, the second, I think, biggest is India offers huge IT talent, which Germany does not have that amount or the number of people in the IT sector. So, in fact, um, uh, there is a good development we are finding now some of the German companies also setting up sort of automation centers, IT backoffices functions here in India, where they want to utilize India as a hub for the global operations. Mm. So in the last four, five years, Ashutosh, we are seeing this trend of setting up in India center of excellence. Mm. Now, what is the beauty of center of excellence or what is the importance of center of excellence is that certain machines or products are manufactured in India. Mm -hmm. That is the only Indian subsidiary of that company is manufacturing these products, which are then exported from India to their global operations. Mm -hmm. 
I think this is a huge plus what we are gaining here because this in turn gives good employment possibility for our population here. And it is not just any type of job. It is actually a quite an enhanced level of job that they are getting offered here. I think this is really good for development of the uh, Indian uh, economy also. Very interesting. The next question for you, Rajesh, is that, you know, everyone in our country knows that the three major automobile companies from Germany, but which are some of the other dominant engineering giants from Germany um, who are present in India? Yeah, thanks for this question, because I think this is um, uh, very relevant uh, when we talk about the German industry, actually. The German industry, predominantly, their strength comes from the mid-sized companies and the family businesses. Correct. Almost 90% uh, of our members also, Ashutosh, are mid-sized companies, family-owned businesses. And that is forms, like we say, the MSMEs form the backbone of uh, India, Indian industry. So similarly, I would say these mid-sized family-owned businesses form the backbone of the German industry. And we have quite a few of them. Uh, for example, we have about 600 of our members uh, from the engineering sector, Ashutosh, already uh, established in India, operating in India. Of course, some of the bigger ones are very well known, like Siemens, yeah. we have, which has been there, for example. Absolutely. In 1857, Siemens had set up the line between uh, London and Kolkata. Mm. Then we have companies like Bosch, who have celebrated yeah. India for a long hundred years. Mm. Beyond these big names also, Ashutosh, we have a lot of these mid-sized companies. And I'll give you an example, a family-owned business. I met the owner, because mm -hmm. uh, there they have a factory in Nagpur, agriculture mm -hmm. machinery sector. The, the company was formed some sometimes in 1782. Wow. It is the 11th generation that is running the company. Mm -hmm. This really speaks volumes of the German industrial culture and I think uh, this aspect of family-owned businesses which are so popular in Germany. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And uh, while engineering is a very big part of uh, German business and the German economy, what is your perspective on the new technology companies? You know, whether it's the digital or the software part or, you know, all the new things that are happening. Yeah. Where does Germany... Yeah. Uh, stand in all this area. Yes. Um, in fact, Ashutosh, uh, Germany was one of the proponents of this industry 4.0 uh, or the fourth industrial revolution, what we are talking now. We are saying that the real-time data can be captured from the machine. Hmm. And this data can be analyzed on real-time basis, hmm. which can prevent breakdown of the machine. Traditionally, what was happening, Ashutosh, like the supervisor would get the report of the last week that this is happening, this mm. is the machine, these are the parameters. Uh, but now you are getting this real-time data and you can really undertake the uh, maintenance or if the machine is coming for a breakdown, you can do preventive maintenance of the machine. So I think this industry 4.0 is a huge topic and uh, um, we also... Uh, as VDMA, we see that, in fact, it has a lot of relevance for the MSMEs mm -hmm. because the larger companies can perhaps withstand the breakdown of a machine, but a smaller company, a micro, mid-sized company, if there is a breakdown on the machine, it impacts their 
uh, it impacts their uh, revenue also immediately. And they do not have such big deep pockets. So I think, especially for the mid-sized companies or the smaller companies in India, there is a huge scope for industry for Okay. As VDMA, we have been propagating that. Uh, and if an, if an Indian uh, engineering company is looking for uh, a partner in Germany, right. what is the process they should follow to be able to come to you or go to the embassy? Or how does it work? So uh, we offer one service, uh, Ashutosh, where, uh, in fact, if an Indian company is looking for a partner, hmm the possibility it's a simple sheet we send them the sheet they can fill up the sheet hmm. this detail is put up on our website in germany actually for about three to four weeks and this is free of charge so there is no cost involved in this hmm. so the first way that uh, the indian companies can explore this possibility hmm. um, the second is of course the exhibitions in germany hmm. the very large exhibitions where it is not only the German companies, but in fact, global, it's a global meeting point. Like we have mm. one that happens uh, for the construction equipment industry. Mm. Ashutosh, this exhibition is, is spread over 4 lakh square meters. Wow. So it's a huge, I remember I, I had visited, uh, I, uh, I was there four days. And believe me, I have walked 52 kilometers in four days. Mm exhibition so almost like uh, more than uh, more than 12 14 kilometers per day yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, this draws ashitosh this uh, show draws at least around 5 lakh visitors mm. so, seven day period so there are such good exhibitions in germany which cater to various industries mm. there is always a good opportunity for indian companies who are very keen to look at uh, uh, german partners mm they can uh, visit the exhibition and interact. Mm -hmm. is, there are these state offices also of uh, German states which are operating in India. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, we also do a sort of a hand-holding. They give information and if a, if a company is interested in setting up an office in, this, in these particular states, mm -hmm. they help them, support them a lot and this can really be a starting point for the Indian companies then the market, not only in Germany, the other benefit of Germany, Ashutosh, is that Germany lies more or less in the center of Europe. Yeah. Being in, in Germany, you can cover the neighboring countries also. Very interesting. And based on your experience, do you see more German companies coming to India or more Indian companies going to Germany? So, uh, luckily, it's both ways, uh, Ashutosh. Of course, the number of German companies operating in India are much higher. Mm. There are about almost uh, 1,400, 1,500 German companies okay. operating in uh, in India. And we are seeing, especially I can speak from the engineering, mm -hmm. renewed interest of the companies, as I mentioned earlier, uh, basically after the pandemic, mm -hmm. a lot of interest of the German company. Mm -hmm. When we talk about Indian companies, yes, Indian companies have been also going to Germany, establishing themselves, I think, Roughly, they say there are now around 500 plus Indian companies hmm. in Germany. Hmm. Very interesting. I think the, perhaps the difference would be that in, from when we talk about the German industry, I would say there is a lot of manufacturing happening hmm. by the German industry here in India. Whereas when we talk about the Indian industry in Germany, hmm. a few of them, the others are more 
uh, trying to promote their sales and service events. And uh, when you look at the exports from India and the imports into India, is there a trade imbalance or is there uh, is it balance or more or less balanced? Yeah. So there is a uh, there is a trade imbalance, uh, Ashutosh. The exports from uh, uh, from Germany to India are uh, roughly to the tune of about I think uh, 13 to 14 14 billion euros. Whereas the exports from India to Germany are about 11 billion. Okay. So it's very much. Yeah. yeah, there is a trade imbalance of about 3 to 4 billion euros per year. The machinery sector plays an important part here. For example, almost more than one third of the trade is from the machinery sector. And uh, yeah. yeah. So I have time for two more questions for you. My next question is, how do you see the trade between Germany and India grow over the next five years? Uh, I'm very optimistic and very bullish that this trade will uh, grow, Ashutosh, because I feel we have only touched the tip of the iceberg, actually. Mm -hmm. There is a huge scope of uh, trade between the two countries. Mm -hmm. Presently at uh, around uh, 24 to 25 billion, mm -hmm. I think uh, at least a growth of 10 to 15 percent year on year for the next few years. Mm -hmm much possible uh, and, and i'm very bullish as i uh, as i tell my german uh, uh, companies also or my colleagues that this is going to be india's decade mm. uh, so the next decade is going to be surely we are going to see huge potential and growth in india and i think also our present budget there's been a emphasis on infrastructure growth mm. futuristic uh, oriented progressive budget so i think this will all lead to a good uh, development for the Indian economy and the Indian industry. And I'm sure I think uh, uh, in the next maybe 10 year period, I think it's uh, it's about 2030 and mm. I think uh, reaching somewhere close to 50 billion euro bilateral trade. Amazing. Amazing. And my last question to you, Rajesh, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own vast experience working with, with German companies, what would you say are three lessons for Indian entrepreneurs wanting to do business with Germany? Uh, thanks for the question. I think a very valid uh, question, Ashutosh. Mm. I think my first uh, this thing, uh, my first suggestion would be: um, see, Germans are very straightforward. Mm. Uh, they are they see everything in black and white. Yeah. So there is no color mix in that. So what you say, you have to deliver, mm. and. Uh, Especially, I think perception of time mm. are very particular when you commit something. Correct. You have to de deliver within that period. Yeah. Uh, so that is that is very very important that yeah. we follow that. Uh, mm. We are generally a little more flexible. Indian stretchable time IST. We say especially when it goes to delivery. Correct. Uh, I think the uh, the worst if you have committed a delivery day. Yeah. And with the, and uh, just before two days before the delivery, you tell them that it's going to be delayed by a month. Mm. It's not accepted. But on the other hand, Ashutosh, Germans are very understanding also. If you tell them two days in advance mm. that having certain supply chain issues or bottlenecks and it delivered, maybe my delivery will get delayed by a month. Mm. Full understanding for that. Mm. But then you have to tell them well in advance that this is how things are progressing and probably would be a delay. Sure. What is not acceptable would be on the day of the delivery or a day yeah. before. Understand. Say that it is. Yeah. 
so I think that that Germans are very particular about. And second is, uh, I think uh, Germans always work on a plan, radical, mm. very systematic. Mm. There has to be a proper plan also when you go for a meeting. There's pointers for the meeting, what you're going to discuss. Mm. And then you have a certain, they're very particular also, say 45 minutes means 45 minutes. Yeah. One hour meeting means an hour meeting. Mm. I think this planning and uh, uh, this thing, I for details has mm. been, uh, is very important when you. Uh, yeah. And, um, uh, third thing is, I think uh, Germans are actually very, very friendly people, warm and friendly. The initial impression uh, would be a little cold or very uh, business-like. Mm. Once you break this first barrier, mm. warm and friendly, and you can really, and uh, I think one of the biggest advantage of doing business or working with German companies are their long-term partners. Mm. Always believe in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Especially if as a supplier, you're supplying to a German company. Mm. They would long-term rather than the, it's not that if you're $2 or $3 costlier, they would jump partners. Mm. That is not the German style of working. As long as you're able to fulfill your commitments to them, this uh, association is always a long-term. Mm. Well said. And on that note, uh, Rajesh, and your three amazing lessons, you know, the Germans are very straightforward people. What you say must be delivered. And what I also heard you say, even though you didn't say it, is please don't use the horrible jugad word that we seem to have taken into our, our lexicon in India very, very conveniently. I don't like the word jugad at all. The second one you said was it is very important to be systematic and be planned. So therefore, when you go for meetings, make sure that everything is structured and well planned. And the third one is that over a period of time, Germans really welcome long-term relationships they value long-term relationships yes. they're warm and friendly people Absolutely. thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey about vdma and about all the great stuff you are doing for german companies and indian companies thank you for speaking thank to so. me and good luck yeah thank you thank you so much Ashutosh. thank, thank you. you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand.